Good afternoon. Welcome to Sticky Learning Lunches with me, Nathan Simmons. It is Thursday. We're just waiting for the last few people to join the room. Just going to keep an eye on them as they're coming in. Give it 30 more seconds just to make sure we're all here. Good afternoon, everyone. Vicky, great to see you. Tracy, Samantha, good to see you again. Carolina, Jason, Gabrielle, Darren, Colin. You know what? There's a whole crowd of regulars in here, and I'm really liking this. Getting more and more people coming into these sessions and staying in these sessions, which is lovely. Good to see you too. Hello, hello. You can say hello, by the way. If you want to type hello and say hello to me, it is allowed. I like the engagement. I like to know that you're there and paying attention and all that. What are we covering today? Let's get into this. Just as the last few people turn out, let's have make sure that everyone, we're setting everyone up for success as we're doing this. As always, first things first, mobile phones, let's make sure they're all on flight mode so we're not getting distracted. 100% attention on you and what you're learning. Second thing is making sure you've got a drink, hydrated, ready to go. And also making sure that you've got a fresh page in the pad ready to go as well. Good afternoon, Tracy. Clean sheet. At the top of the page, you're going to write keepers, and these are the things you want to keep hold of. These are the things you want to remember that you, when you go back and read those notes, it's going to remind you and reinvigorate that thinking and come up with new ideas to keep the learning going and keep it sticky. Okay. Let's go in, and the other people can arrive as we get into this. Welcome, everyone, to today's Sticky Learning Lunch with me, Nathan Simmons, Senior Leadership Coach and Trainer at MBM, Making Business Matter, Home of Sticky Learning. We are the provider of leadership development and soft skills to the grocery and manufacturing industry. I do with these lunches help you be the best version of you right now from where you are working from home and preparing to return to work in the near future. Let's dive into this. Today we're going to be covering the D in the mind model. Before we even get into it, how is everyone feeling? We hit Thursday. We've covered some core, we've covered some, you know, pretty um, pinpoint content this week. How are we feeling at the moment about working from home, isolation? I wish it was another four day week. Vicky, that can be arranged if you want. How is everyone feeling? I must say, great today, has a bit of cabin fever Monday and Tuesday, absolutely. But now it's great. Nice. Poor start, but recovering well. So good just about now. Nice, Colin. Good. Took an hour out to tidy the garage and needed some variety. Sometimes we need to do this. And quite frankly, Tracy, I cannot show you the state of my office right now. It has been a very creative week talking to a lot of people. And my variety is going to be later on today actually just clearing down my office and getting it back to some sort of normal. Good. Mental health is all about conversations. It's all about having the different conversations and just checking in with each other and checking in with ourselves and seeing how we feel and what we need. Quick flash through then. Monday, the M is all about mindset, yours and theirs. The I is all about importance. Where are you putting it? Where is the focus? And the importance of making sure that mind, the mindset is the number one element we're looking at because we can't move through the rest of the mind model until that mindset is in the right place. The N is all about network. It's all about 
you, the team and the support that those individuals can get. So whether it's for your own mental health, who do you get support from? Whether it's for someone in your team or someone in your charge, how you help them understand where they can get that support from, what role models they've got, who can they learn from, who can they speak to? And at the same time, as I said yesterday, if that person isn't right and they're not getting the benefits from that situation, from that relationship, how do they then speak to another counsellor or another support mechanism to still keep that forward momentum? This is about network. The D is all about direction. It's all about the action. When we've got an understanding of kind of the, the, the mindset and we've got that person centered back to where they are, they've de-escalated the emotions, the breathing, they've shifted the importance away from the thing that's causing the anxiety or, or the flashback or whatever. They can see they've got community and connection, then we can put the directions in place. It's important to understand that what we have in this, is the necessity to act. Mental health in the majority is still very stigmatized, it's still stereotyped. It's Yes, it's a million times better than it ever was, but at the same time it is still, um, there are still challenges and frustrations in there. Leaders don't want to have the conversation because they worry they may say something wrong, or they may put a foot wrong, or they'll cause a problem. But as I've said before, you can say anything to anybody as long as it's done with absolute love and respect. As long as you're being a human, you will treat people humanely. So the idea is that when we understand there is mental health conversation that happens, we need to act. Why? Because action creates traction. The moment that you put one foot in front of the other, or one foot in front, first of all, and take the step, it then encourages more momentum. It then encourages the next part, and so on and so forth. So the idea with the direction is understanding all these parts here is two key questions that we can start to ask. I'm gonna run out of whiteboard on this screen in a minute. I'm gonna to have to turn the laptop around. Two types of questions we can ask. On, A-W-N, and or, A-W-E. This one I've pulled out of Coaching Habits by Michael Bungay, wherever that book has gone. These mean two things. On means and what next? And or means and what else? Two incredibly simple, incredibly powerful questions that are going to help you get to the heart of a situation. Because when we're dealing with mental health, and in fact physical health, in major situations, there isn't one thing that you do. Well, I'm Susan, thank you for reminding me. I thought I was going to remember that today. We're on big screen. Good, thank you. Regardless of whether it's physical or mental health or wherever you are, there isn't one size that fits all. If you have a cold or the flu, what do you do? 
give me some examples of things that you do to help get over a cold. Let's see them in the, in the questions box. If you've got a cold, what do you do? Sleep, take medicine, what else? Lemsip, hot bath, soup, RST, gym it out, drugs, legal, I hope there was a caveat on that, rest, gargle, TTP, what's it? We have here, you know, 10 different things that we can do. Do you do just one of them when you've got a cold? Do you just go, oh, I'll have a hot bath, that will, that will make it better? No, I know what the answer is. That You do all of them. You do the lemsip, you do the tissues, you blow your nose, you go to bed, you do this, da, 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 da. you do as many as you can get your hands on because you know it's the right thing to do to help you get over it. But it's the same with our mental health as well as our physical health. There isn't one thing that we do that is going to fix it. We have to have a layer, we have to have multiple actions that are going to keep us moving forward. Often though, when we're working with people in, in, in high states of, of stress, and in, it's very difficult for them to see the multiple elements, and we'll talk about that in a minute. And it's us as leaders and HR professionals and support people to ask some different questions to help people see this in a different way, to understand where there are different options. Because as the mental health escalates, our, our ability to think logically and soundly and come up with new alternatives starts to shrink and starts to depreciate. So therefore we'll be lucky if we can come up with one answer. And it's for us as the leaders to nurture and support and, and help that person shift the perspective, shift the focus and come up with some new alternatives. The simple questions that we ask and what next? Or and what else? Super easy. Let me give you three stories that I thought about earlier to help you understand the power of these questions and when we use them. One, comes back to mindset. Last week we had Jeff Birch here in talking, in talking and sharing around sales and the thing that he shared with me a few weeks ago was this quote and I, I'm going to cherish this for a very long time. And if you haven't heard this before, now is the time to write it down. A change inflicted is a change resisted. And it's the same with mental health uh, and personal and work and whatever. So remember that if you haven't been down to do now, do so now. A change inflicted is a change resisted. So we're on the allotment. I'm a keen gardener. I like to grow vegetables and, and it gives us a chance to get out. Luxurious place to be uh, right now. And my daughter's there and it's hot and it's sunny. So what's happening in two allotments over is there are some friends. So we keep the social, the physical distancing, and they live right next to the to the allotment. And suddenly they turn up with ice lollies, and Poppy hasn't got her ice lollies. It hasn't got access to an ice lolly. And she starts to freak out. She's going, I want a lollipop. You know, she's young. You know, it's all of a sudden that's the most important thing there is to her. The brain starts to shut down because the stress reaction is starting to kick in, so the logical thinking is starting to, to diminish. All she can see is the lack of ice lolly. So Anna and I, Anna, my wife, and, and, and Poppy's mother, we say, well, you can have an ice lolly when you get home, because we've got one in the freezer here. That's not good enough, she wants one now. The brain's starting to shut down even more. 
rather than changing or you know trying to help de-escalate the importance or you know come up with different solutions or, or help to come all we kept saying was you can have one but when you get home but poppy wanted it now so what we did is we started to inflict that change or that 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 um, that process that outcome of yes you can but it's going to be at home you can't have it now it was rational and logical but we were inflicting that route on her the emotions escalated because we hadn't checked in with the mindset and as we were inflicting that change the level of resistance went up and the mindset started to get foggy who here right now has got children and who here now has had some serious meltdowns with their children for absolutely no logical reason who's experienced this in the last eight weeks i've got a yet already who here in the midst of this meltdown with that child or with a family member has said to themselves this doesn't make any sense and then sworn several times in their head because they can't get their head they can't wrap their own, we can't wrap our own logic around that child's or individual's logic i've got some laughter coming up here because what they're seeing doesn't make sense to you because maybe they're five six seven ten years old or even a teenager and then we get frustrated so my frustration starts to escalate and we continue to inflict the change on our daughter to say this is what's going to happen you don't have a choice that impacts the mindset her emotions escalate we have even more of a problem full-blown meltdown and we're nowhere near home we've got a 20 minute 20 minute walk before we get home um, with this going on so the reason i say this is it is important that you always start with the first station on this train journey which is all about mindset you can't go down the track to the next stations on that journey unless this is set it's almost like taking the train down the journey but the engine hasn't been connected to the passenger um, carriages and by going into this place and trying to inflict a, a direction and action your own action onto that person is going to cause more frustration I hope this is useful and I hope you're seeing some of the, the, the relativeness how, how this relates into the conversations but it's the same with any change practice in any business if you try and force it without questioning or making sure that people are with you on that journey they're not going to go they're going to be pulling back rather than pushing with the second story that i wanted to tell about this is understanding the power of what next so where are we now crikey so six years ago five years ago five years ago I've shared a little element of this story previously. Five years ago, at the end of March, um, I was hospitalized quite seriously. I'd woken up with severe abdominal pains. Thought everything was okay, it would, it would pass within the next kind of 24 hours, it would be okay. Um, and it wasn't. Uh, and things got pretty serious pretty quickly. Um, and this is the power of the coaching questions when we start to understand and what next and what else. So when we practice these things, we can understand that quote that I've shared before, you know, we don't rise to the expectation, we fall back to the level of training. So when we look at the and what next question, I've woken up with severe abdominal pains, 
seven days later I'm having um, emergency surgery because I've got a hole in my intestine. Um, I lose 15 kilos in about 10 days. Um, yeah, and I won't go into too many of the details, but it wasn't fun. Um, I was a mess. You know, I was on multiple painkillers, couldn't think clearly. I was having mild, um, you know, potentially PTSD type symptoms coming up because I thought my life was ended, even though I come out of surgery in the best possible shape that I could have done in that situation. As a result, though, regardless of what was going on, the question in my head, and it's the same principle with having the cold, and what next? What else do I need to know? Who else do I need to speak to? And what next? Okay, I'm doing this. Is this better? Yes, this is making me feel better. Okay, and what next? There was, for me, there was no exception. There was only, and what next? Okay, I take the action, and what next? And what this does is it creates hardiness. It's not resilience. Resilience is very different. It creates that perennial hardiness that regardless what the weather, regardless what the storm, regardless what you're facing, that you always take another step. It takes practice and it, sometimes it's hard. Yeah. You know, the strongest roots aren't grown in the, in, the, in the richest soils. The strongest roots are grown in the strongest winds. So if we want to be stronger, if we want to be a hardier, we have to learn to ask ourselves those questions, and what next? And just keep taking that extra step. As I say, action creates traction. But there's a caveat. I hope this is useful so far. And I'm going to come with a couple of deep stories here with a little bit of detail. hope this is useful. There is a caveat. And the reason I share that story is because this is my view of the world, my version, my map of the world is not everyone else's. How I see the world is different to everybody else. And that's absolutely right and normal. So it's about understanding when you're having this conversation, as I've said before, and I'm going to ask this question of you now, when you're talking to someone who is experiencing a moment, is being challenged, in, in a, or the, 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 the stress pot is overflowing, who is the most important person in the conversation? Remind me, they are, good. So it's important we understand this and we keep them at the center of the conversation. Because this works for me personally and based on the way that I see the world, fantastic. Does it mean that they see the world that I see and they approach the world in the same way? Do they know what I know? Not at all. So I had another situation uh, previously in a team, and that person was experiencing extreme physical mental mental health challenges. Because they didn't understand how I saw the world completely, by me asking, and what next, without checking into the network and helping them to see where they were putting their importance, just came across as uh, disrespectful, and you know, in, in some sense, almost harassing. Because I believe in putting one foot in front of the other and making sure you're constantly calculating and computing what's going on. Great, keep moving, keep marching. That's not the way that everybody works. And I've learned that lesson. When we're asking these sorts of questions, it is vital that they can see 
where they're putting their importance and you ask those questions to help them do that they understand all of the available resources they can plug into so that when they know they've done one the same with the cold i've done the tissues i've done the lemsip great what's next what else can i do this is your network who else can i call eap uh, charity organizations crisis team friends whatever when you're asking this person or as i was asking this person they didn't have full sight of these things and by me asking and what next just put more pressure on them which then impacted back on the mindset and causes the emotion to then ramp up again you learn these lessons as you go along to some of these conversations and i wanted to share these with you to make sure that you see them and how these tools can benefit and, and support so as you've got these in place then you can start to ask these questions and one what next and what else because it's them that's going to take the action it's them that have got has got to take the action no one else can do it for them no one else can help them it's going to be by them taking the action and following through on what they're saying and seeing the cost if they don't and the benefit if they do that's going to help them to cure or give support and you know, mechanisms that are going to really support and push them forward and grow them or even give them the the right coping strategies and techniques that are going to help them develop and have a, a full life mentally and physically you can't do that for them so it's got to be done with the right set of questions to help them understand what it is is required that's going to make that happen time is 22 minutes past I really hope that was useful. What are you taking away from today's couple of stories that I'm sharing? What's been useful? How can you apply this in what you're doing right now? On and or, good, nice. And what next and what else? Just make sure that you do it with absolute love and respect when you ask these questions. Check in with them, find out where they are and ask these questions importance of checking out with them constantly you have to start with mindset always everything starts up here first you can't have a conversation with someone that is not thinking rationally for whatever reason our mind are linking together absolutely same on and all good useful tools useful questions they also work just in a normal coaching leadership conversation as well if you're doing project management if you're if you've got a challenge in your team or you've got something you want to overcome whatever these questions are really amazing for this but this super powerful it just helps people to set the next steps how you treat a cold not just one treatment always mental health physical health we treat them the same way in truth um, Oh, I can't remember the mensana. Mensana corpo. A healthy mind equals a healthy body. I don't know the full quote in Latin. I can't remember it. But you know, if you keep the mind healthy, the body stays healthy. Not in truth, it's not chicken or egg. Upstairs first, the body will follow. Questions. Good. I'm glad this has been useful. I'm glad you can see how some of these elements are linking together. Some of the questioning techniques that we're using. What questions have you got for me right now? And while those questions are coming in, mental health coaching cards. 
They are available on the website. They're there to purchase. There will be a link in the chat box. They're only five pounds. Amazing value for what you get in there. Um, a whole raft of questions that takes you through each of these sections. And as I was doing that, I just thought of something. The story about my daughter. When we were going to this change inflicted and not checking the mindset, all I did was go back to the mindset questions. I suddenly realized what we were doing and how we were working. And I went back to the mindset questions and asked her questions about her senses. I talked about, I asked her, what birds have you heard singing today? And the moment I did that, the focus shifted and she's now thinking about the blackbirds or the chaffinch or whatever that she'd heard singing. And all of a sudden everything de-escalated because she came back into her senses. Are you planning any more webinars about mental health? Not at the moment, but if that is something that we want to look at doing or people would like us to do, then we can bring that to life. Next week, we're going to be looking at, there's a couple of yes pleases coming out, okay. We're, we're getting some uh, strong, positive um, call outs for doing some more mental health work. We can incorporate that. Next week, we're gonna be looking at how to really um, liven up the virtual presentation spaces and what we're doing online in this, you know, sharing some of the hints and, and tricks that I use to make sure that we're interacting and connecting, even through video link, even through GoToWebinar. So that's gonna be a couple of sessions next week. If we want more mental health, we can have a look at that and start building some more content into that. What other questions do you have for me right now on this beautiful Thursday? And the link for next week's session is right there in the chat box, wherever it is on your screen. What else can I help you with right now in regards to the mind coaching model? Definitely an easy crowd today. No questions coming through. I'm comfortable if you're comfortable. The link for the coaching cards is in the chat box. The link for next Monday's webinar is in the chat box. Um, how would you help your leader with his mindset? Exactly this, just don't tell him you're doing it. If you see that person going into a mental health, you've got some questions coming through. If they're going into a mental health spiral and the emotions are escalating, and you do exactly the same for them as you would for anybody else. Again, it's regardless of who it is, it's always being mindful of the audience. It's having that conversation. I need to, and maybe you have to pull them away. I need to have a conversation. I need, I need a, a moment of privacy with you to discuss something. And it's not talking about them or challenging them or, or um, causing more anxiousness or anxiety for them because that you're, you're, you're flagging it. It's in saying that I need to, I need a, a private moment with you. I've got, I need to discuss something. But your leaders need it more than any, anyone. Now we have a huge problem with wounded leaders wandering around, not actually dealing with themselves because they're too busy trying to think that they have to be the one that is is 100% okay and they've got the answer to every problem and there's nothing wrong with me. I'm okay, Jack. It's not like that. The higher you go up, it tends to get lonelier as you go up and you get promoted, and we understand that. Even in that, we still need people in our teams and our support mechanisms, people around us to say, do you know what, Nathan, I can see you're, that, that something is challenging you. Can I help you? 
And that's when you have the strongest teams. When they know that you are, you know, I'm buoyant, I am extrovert, I am all of these things. And when I'm having that day off, when something happens, it's because you've you've grown and fostered a team that will turn around and lift you up when you're down because you've spent your time building them up and supporting them and, and helping to train them to be the best version of themselves. So if they need it, they need it more than ever. If they were in an extreme position, how could the change concept question be reacted to? Give me some depth on this one. If they are in an, ex in an extreme position, how could the change concept question be reacted to? Again, it's understanding where our boundaries are with this. So when the prefrontal, when the neocortex shuts down completely, rational thought isn't going to get through. So occasionally it's those kind of um, foundational questions that may make the shift. If people are too far gone uh, and we're talking you know, they're fully into a PTSD flashback and they've gone above and beyond. You have to understand when you can, there's only so much that you can do. There is a point where um, as a, you know, as a mental health first aider or even a leader, there's a line that you have to draw and then there is additional support that's needed. Whether it's from HR, whether it's because, or you need an ambulance or you need to call the police to go to someone's house. There's, there's a point where you, it tips over and it's no longer our responsibility or we, we're, it's gone beyond our area of expertise and our capabilities. With the mindset questions, as I've said before, if you're going into a crisis situation or someone who's having anxiety, it is not okay to turn up with your deck of 99 cards or whatever with your mindset question. I'm just going to ask you some questions from the mindset. People aren't going to buy that. The trick is with the leader in the leadership position and the support position is having those questions available so that when you see it, you walk straight into it and you go, ah, okay, I've got a couple of questions I can pull upon in my mental deck so that I can, because I've seen them in the in, in in the pack, I can then start using them. And you can start to just use different questions at different times to bring that person into the conversation. Giving them the narrative and that signposting before you go into it often helps people to understand what's going on. As I've said, no, I'm here. The reason I'm here is I'm a mental health first aider. Now I've got some questions I want to ask you to see how I can help you in this situation. Is it okay that I ask you some questions that's going to help uh, potentially move through this a little bit faster? Would that be okay with you? Now I guarantee 13 people right now in that box all just said yes no apparent reason even though we're not having that sort of conversation the reason I ask the question is because when I ask that question I know where the conversation is going to go and it's not for me and my best interest it's for the interest of the individual that I'm able to ask those questions help to de-escalate just enough so that we can ask the next set of questions so they can get the support and do, do what they need to do to take that action and move in the right direction Hope that does that answer the question? Yes, good. Good, 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 good. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for this week. Really enjoyed this week. Really enjoyed sharing the mind model. Enjoy creating this unique model to use these coaching skills, to use the, the experience I've got, the leadership experience, etc., to help 
you be the best version of you. Virtual classrooms is something else we do as well. I talked a little bit about what we're looking at in the future and combining mental health and combining the leadership, the self, um, the, um, the self-protection tools that we can use as coaches and, and as practitioners. Also got the virtual classrooms available as well. Whose team, whose leaders, whose businesses would benefit from a conversation like this and me sharing these knowledges with their teams to help them have even more robust conversations? Mine. Whose teams would benefit from having these conversations? Virtual classrooms are available. We'll get the link either in the chat box or in the follow-up email. The last thing that we're going to do, we have a little gift coming for you, and I'm going to share this on my screen now. A nice, easy handout for you to fold up, put in your wallets, give to the people in your teams that's going to support their conversations. Would this, as a handout for them, be useful for you? Yes, 100%. Yes, mine. Yes. We will also include this in the email to go out with the recording of this webinar and also with the link to the virtual classrooms so that we can build this conversation up and support your leaders being the best version of them. Truly hope that this is useful. Truly hope that you're going to use some of these skills. Share this. Teach this to other people. Please get this message out. Support them being the best version. Uh, and let's see how we can make the world a better place as a result. Everybody, have a lovely rest of your day. Really appreciate you being here. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks.